in sports. We talk a lot about impact players who make a positive difference. When it comes to our state's economy, the North Carolina pork industry is a true MVP. Each year, the pork industry plays an important role in supporting rural communities across our state. It contributes more than $10 billion a year to the North Carolina economy and supports more than 44,000 jobs. Learn more about their positive impact at ncpork.org. The North Carolina Pork Council, the foundational partner of the North Carolina Sports Network. Wild Dogs and Hogs continues on for week nine of the college football season here in 2023. I am Mike Wardell here on the North Carolina Sports Network, joined as always by the coach, Jim Collins. And coach, you got to tell us, how was your trip back home to Elon last week and the big Phoenix victory over Monmouth? I tell you what, the the, the Phoenix came out and played well early and then held off a, a, a ferocious uh, rally uh, by Monmouth. It, it, it was good. It was it was great. First time I've been back, and, and I don't want to say how long because I'll be dating myself, but an extremely long time because – I had an excuse. I worked every Saturday for a lot of years. And uh, so it was great to be back on campus. That campus has changed so much and it, it's beautiful, but very happy for Tony Trishiani and the staff and the players at Elon come in, came out with a big win. And I got to spend a lot of time with, uh, with some old friends there. So it, so it was great. It was nice to be there. But another FCS game that we saw last week, David Glenn and myself, involved one of your friends, Kerwin Bell, the head coach at Western Carolina against Furman. Now the Paladins get the win right there. But again, as DG likes to say, something's cooking in Cullowee. Kerwin Bell really has an atmosphere now. I've never seen the type of environment that Kerwin Bell Director of Athletics Alex Gary and everybody associated with Catamount Athletics has built up around the purple and gold in the mountains. They might not have gotten the win this week, but they are going to be a force to be reckoned with for a long time to come. I think a lot of people in Gator country are really proud of Kerwin. Oh, no doubt. Kerwin, uh, Kerwin and I go all the way back to 1990 when we first went to the University of Florida. He was in between jobs in the NFL and wanted to get into coaching. So he actually served as a GA for us uh, in, in 1990 and then went back uh, in, into the Canadian League or maybe back even into the NFL. But Kerwin's a heck of a good football coach. Uh, understands is a, is an excellent offensive mind has a lot of the same qualities and learned under Coach Furrier. So uh, uh, it does not surprise me that they're making great progress in Cullowee. And as you know, uh, they won uh, Kerwin won the national championship at Valdosta State also. So his track record is pretty good. Another guy who has a pretty good track record is Mac Brown, the head coach at North Carolina, has that national championship at the University of Texas and has rebuilt for a second time the University of North Carolina program. But Jimmy, an absolutely gut punch of a defeat last week in Keenan Stadium under the lights, falling to Virginia in the South's oldest college football rivalry. And I tell you, while the play on the field was not what the fans wanted, at least some of the fans showed up. The most disappointing thing, I think, last weekend, and it's been well chronicled around the triangle, is how the North Carolina football fans did not show up. 
That is not acceptable if you're trying to legitimately be a top 10 program. When you roll out of the tunnel at Keenan Stadium and you see a place that is not full, and that's being a very generous uh, characterization, what type of an impact does that have on the team? I'm not saying that's what made them not come out with a lot of fire. I think the coach, Matt Brown, was well aware of that during the week. He knew that he was you know, facing a, an uphill battle trying to get his team ready for a one-win Virginia team. But that type of display by the fans is really it, – it's what I would call the ultimate hubris. I grew up a Carolina football fan. I know what it was like back there in the 70s and 80s when it was really starting to get rolling under Coach Crum and then how Mac Brown built it up again in the 1990s. And there was a long time when nothing good was happening around there. And I, I just don't get where the Carolina football fan base gets the arrogance that they do, that they're entitled to win or they don't have to show up this week. They can pop up and look at the wheat leaves or go out to the Outer Banks and enjoy one last beach weekend. You got to show up and support your team if you're going to be a top 10 program. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about that, Mike. And it, it was, uh, it is fall break or it was fall break last week at, at North Carolina. So some of the students weren't there, but when you're, when you're a power five football team and you're ranked 10th in the country, uh, I don't care who you're playing, whether it's a one loss Virginia team or, uh, or the, or, or the number one ranked team in the country, uh, you show up, uh, and you show up and you show up out and you're, and you're loud and you make it tough on a team. That's what, that has one win. You make it very difficult for them to come in and play in that type of atmosphere. Uh, I had the good fortune of being at one of those type schools where, where we had fans that, that they showed up every week. They didn't care who you played. They were going to be there. They were going to be loud. Uh, and it was going to become a place where for, for, for somebody to come in and think they were going to win in Ben Hill Griffin stadium at that time, the, the, there was no way, uh, that, that, that very many people did that and, uh, never lost. We, in all those years, we were at Florida 12 years. We never lost to an unranked team. Uh, and that's a pretty good record. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't know. I have no answer for you, and I hate this term very passionately. Well, they're they're a basketball school. Well, bull crap. They're not a basketball school. They're an all sports school. Uh, I mean, they win national championships and in 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 in, uh, in Olympic sports. There's no reason they can't win a national championship in, in in football either, because they have great facilities, great opportunities, and they've got a good coaching staff, and they do what it takes. Fans need to come out and support them all the time, not just when they think it's a big game. Yeah, it wasn't a news flash or a breaking news that it was fall break last week in Chapel Ooh. Hill. Everybody knew it. Everybody that works at Carolina knew it. All the fans uh, knew it, or they should have known it. It was an opportunity to go see a top 10 team playing against a big geographical rival. The fact is, they didn't do it. They didn't do it in 2023 last week, and they didn't do it in 1997, back the last year that Carolina had a big-time dominating type team like they have potentially this year. So, you know, when you when you look back maybe in 2024, 25, and 26, and you don't have a quarterback like Sam Howe or Drake May to get everybody hyped up in the preseason, I mean, next year they have a pretty mundane schedule in the opening four games. And the fourth game of the year is at home against James Madison. And it's the type of game like that 
where a Carolina crowd say, oh, it's just JMU. They're just the Dukes. They're, they're not that big of a deal. That's another game that will come up and bite the Tar Heels square in the ass. We're going to come back in a second. And when we do, we'll talk about Duke and Riley Leonard's ankle. We'll talk about NC State and their big opportunity this weekend to get their 2023 schedule back on track with the visiting Clemson Tigers. That's coming up next as Wild Dogs and Hogs rolls on here all across the Old North State on the North Carolina Sports Network. Sport Clips is like no other place you've ever gotten your haircut. Sports everywhere. TVs everywhere playing sports. And guy smart stylists who know how to give you the haircut you want and the haircut you need. You don't ever need an appointment. Walk-ins are welcome, and you'll walk out feeling like an MVP, guaranteed. Be sure to ask about the MVP experience, as it's something you just can't put into words. Awesome haircut, hot steam towel, invigorating shampoo, neck and shoulder treatment. It takes a haircut and turns it into an event. Sport Clips, a proud partner of the North Carolina Sports Network. What does it mean when people say America is a land of opportunity? It means the power to discover. To redefine yourself. To improve yourself. To challenge yourself. To realize there's more in you than you ever knew that you could do. It means getting people an open field to explore what they do best. With the best tools. The best training. The best technology in the world. We bring out the best in the people who serve. So you can be all you can be. Wild Dogs and Hogs rolls on here on the North Carolina Sports Network, heading into week nine of the 2023 college football season. I'm Mike Waddell, along with the coach, Jim Collins. And coach, before we move on to Duke and NC State, let's get one more word in about the Wild Dogs from North Carolina. But the two guys who really come to play each and every week, they are the, the dominating position group for the Tar Heel football team, and that has to be Tommy Thigpen's linebacking core. We're talking, of course, about Cedric Gray and Eccles. Well, I tell you, I watch those guys very closely, obviously, because they are truly wild dogs. And those two guys were all over the field on Saturday night, but combined, they made over eight, over 30 tackles in the game. Uh, so they were absolutely all over the place. And, and uh, uh, fortunate for the Tar Heels that they were there because they those two kept them in the game. Uh, and, and I give Tommy a great deal of credit. He does a great job coaching those guys. But though, both those guys are extremely smart football players and, and understand what they're trying to do in the system. And they, have, they play with great intensity and great toughness. 
Another linebacker-led team here in the triangle is North Carolina State at home Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock on the CW against the Clemson Tigers. And Peyton Wilson is the guy who is the heart and the soul of this NC State football team. He's going up against a struggling Clemson team. How do you see this one shaking out over at the Carter? Well, ball player, no doubt. Peyton Wilson is a, is a heck of a player. He could he could be one of my wild dogs in any place that I've coached, without a doubt, because he enjoys playing. He has leadership skills. He he's fun to watch. I, I can assure you that. Uh, this will be a real challenge. Uh, both defenses will need to stand up and play extremely well. And, and, and in my my opinion, I think it will be a defensive struggle. Both teams have struggled on offense at this point in time. So whoever plays the best on defense will will come out the uh, the winner in the in this game without a doubt. Clemson has struggled on the road as you look at the loss at Miami uh, and the loss at Duke to open the season. So. Uh, it will be interesting to see where the Tigers uh, will will be when they when they come into Carter Finley Stadium on Saturday. So it'll be a real challenge for Clemson. It's been a long time since anybody said that it's a real challenge for the Clemson Tigers. Uh, but there is a, a, you know, they, they're they're seven and six over their last thirteen games. So uh, it, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting matchup as we uh, kick it off in in Raleigh on Saturday night. Duke on the road this weekend. Jimmy, the Blue Devils with some questions at quarterback have to go over and play Louisville. This is a de facto elimination game for both the Blue Devils and for the Cardinals. Well, I think it's a huge challenge for the Blue Devils, especially if Riley Leonard uh, is not uh, is not able to play. It's uh, uh, I've 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 coached games at Louisville Stadium also, and it's a it's a good place to play. Their fans are enthusiastic. Get in the game; it'll it'll come down to the Duke defense if Riley does not play. They uh, uh, the Louisville offense is very high powered, and uh, they they average uh, average well over four hundred and some four hundred and fifty yards a game. And and uh, uh, the Duke defense will have to get them off the field uh, early and get them off the field often. To have a chance to win the game without Riley. If Riley is, if Riley Leonard does play, and I'm, I don't mean to take anything away from the Duke backup, and they'll have a good plan for him this week to do things that that suit him and that he will be able to to carry out the game plan. Tough situation he ended up in last week at, at Florida State in a in a very hostile atmosphere to go into the game at that point in time ahead twenty to seventeen. Uh, with with uh, with Florida State catching some momentum at that time, hopefully they can deflect those things at Louisville, get going early, deep play well on defense, and then uh, and then get a big win for the Blue Devils. Should be a lot of fun to watch. That's Duke and Louisville coming up this Saturday over in Kentucky. Finally, Coach, before we get out of here this week on Wild Dogs and Hogs, I want to go to a national story. It's been talked about all around. We talked about it earlier this week on the Old North State tailgate. It's that sign-stealing controversy going on in Ann Arbor. It just seems like if it's not one thing, it's another for Jim Harbaugh right now. The question is, if he survives this, and that's a big if right now, how long is it before you think he just says, I'm done with college football I'm going back to the NFL. Well, I think there's a good chance that could be uh, it could be in the works if uh, if this if this situation ties that 
to him that that he had anything to do with the planning of this. I would think from an administrative standpoint, uh, after already being suspended for three games due to to, uh, some recruiting things that happened during the COVID era, uh, I would think the Michigan administration would have to make uh, some real decisions on this. you know, it's, uh, we, there's sign stealing everywhere. Anybody that thinks that, that you're not trying to steal signals from the other team, they're, they're sadly mistaken. Uh, but, but it happens with, uh, it, it happens during the game and early in the game. And we all, well, people call around all the time uh, to an opponent, you call a friend on another step, say, Hey, you get any signals, you know, we, you pass along information. It happens. Uh, but the ability to go watch a team in person and, and, and film nothing but the sidelines and get their signals and, and then apply it to the video as you watch it with those signals, huge, huge advantage, especially from the defensive standpoint when you can have some idea of what the play is going to be. It makes it a whole lot easier to make a call. Uh, so uh, I think it be, could be a tough situation for Coach Harbaugh if they prove that that he uh, he set this up and, and sent this particular person to 11 Big Ten schools. It is a crazy time of year, and it's only going to get more bizarre over the next six to eight weeks. And, Jimmy, we'll be right here to talk about it. Thanks a lot, big guy. Have a great weekend, and we look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Wild Dogs and Hawks.